It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, its light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Warriors. This is Grant Liffman. And I'm Drew Schiller. And we are here to talk to you about the Warriors five days a week. And uh, this episode is brought to you by SeatGeek, the easiest, smartest way to get tickets to live events. So, Grant, why did you decide to start off today's pod by lying to everybody? Because the whole five days a week thing is not the truth because we did not do a pod for Monday. Okay. So why are you a liar? I'm not a liar. That is my tagline or our tagline. That is what we say. It. You know what it reminds me of, Drew? It reminds me of when at the beginning of the NFL season, they do Sunday night football on Thursday. Yes, and they, and yes, call, that's so dumb. They call it like Sunday night footballs presents, blah, 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 and it's on a Thursday night. Yeah, that, that bothers me for sure. Yeah, so now you understand what I'm saying? I do understand what you're saying. I but will, yes, you're, I'll let you're you right. off the we're hook gonna, for that one. We're going to do a few less per week uh, in the next few weeks just because – there is nothing happening in the world of the NBA besides some hot rumors that are happening right now and some transactions potentially. Yeah, we've hit we've hit that portion of the summer where things are supposed to be pretty calm in the NBA world, so we're probably going to put out a podcast two to three times a week. Hey, maybe if things continue to stay ridiculously uh, hot, we'll do uh, three or four a week. So we can't really guarantee a five. But uh, stick with us because we're still going to have some fun. So, Grant, last Friday, uh, yes, there was, a, there was a major, major news that came out. Yes. And what was it? Kyrie Irving. What about him? Thinks the world is flat. Yes, he does. <laughs> he uh, sure does. Yeah, but how about that? Brian Windhorst breaking the story that basically Kyrie Irving back on July 7th uh, which is actually the day that Summer League started in Vegas on Friday the 7th. We got down there on the 8th. But uh, Kyrie Irving told Dan Gilbert and Cavs management that he wanted out, and one of the main reasons for wanting out was because he no longer wanted to play with LeBron James and basically did not want to be the Robin to LeBron being Batman. And here we are. I- yeah. And it's been a couple of days. There's been lots of different stories that have now been out there about the all of the different reasons and what potential trades the Cavs might be able to to strike to uh, get some assets back for Kyrie. 
So where do you stand with all this right now? Whew. Okay. Where to begin? Number one, I saw a great tweet. I don't know if it was from Dan Lebitard. I forgot who it was that said, the Warriors lose the championship to the Cavs, and what they do is they go out, and Steph Curry goes on a plane and recru- recruits Kevin Durant. Yep. And the, the Cavs lose a championship to the Warriors, and they all just fall apart. Yes. Uh, I saw that same tweet. I sent out some quote, te- some quote tweet to it. Did you say quote, quote teats? I might have by accident. Uh, yeah, we Sorry, don't, we don't a do a pod show. one day. And, this is you know, a family show, and all of a sudden you start talking about teats. All of a sudden I can't talk anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- there is the turmoil in Cleveland right now is just off the charts, and I mean, there's just so many different things. There's f- from Chauncey Billups getting lowballed to not becoming the president uh, to take over for uh, David Griffin, which was kind of the first huge domino. The Cavs not bringing right. back Griffin three days before the draft. Uh, the general it, manager, for those of you who don't know, exactly through all of this, Kyrie news different little kind of tangents come out through all of the reporting such as the fact that the Cavs thought they had an agreement in principle for getting Paul George and then Kevin Pritchard the GM of the Pacers like right before apparently he was supposed to strike the deal he sends a text message that says the deal's off and then he Which trades. just changed the fate of everything. It much. did. The, the domino effect, it, I mean, we're still, feeling, we're still feeling it right now. And we're still yeah, going to so, feel it for the next couple of months until we find out well, how all this shakes out. And why are we talking about this on the Warriors podcast? Because, number one, obviously, this is our biggest adversary. But, number two, the Warriors are It's affecting... the Warriors' biggest adversary. That's I know. I said we. I knew you were going to say something. God, yeah. so annoying. Just stop saying that. No, just stop saying we. You stop saying it. So... The Warriors are affecting everyone's plans. And it got into people like LeBron's head who said who's been frustrated. And now Kyrie on another you know, level just wants his own team, which is really interesting to me because you don't really see that very often where you know, a player's so close to a championship and then wants to leave. But, but he got uh, one. He got one. He did. He and did. that's why I think he's feeling this. Right. But okay. Here's the thing. Now let's talk the nitty gritty here. The the Cavs just signed or agreed in principle, shut up, to sign <laughs> Derek Rose to $2.1 million. Now, that is a good deal for them because he's that's that's cheap to get Derek Rose. Now, you and I disagree that, or I think we disagree. I I, I hate the fit of Derek Rose on that team. Because with or without Kyrie, this doesn't matter. Just in general, hate without the Kyrie. Okay. If Derrick Rose takes over thirty minutes a game for the Cavs as a starter, then I hate the fit. If he is just a bench player that comes off and changes the offense a little bit, then I like the fit. But if he is a starter for them, it just doesn't make sense to me. He is just going to limit the spacing. There is a tweet from fan favorite Danny Larue which showed the percentage of uh, catch-and-shoot threes last year and the year before, and it was pretty much around 25%. Yep. He is not a good shooter and from outside anywhere. For, he's just a good, he's a good driver. He he's, has a tons of energy. He gets to the hoop easily, though it's going to be worse than Kyrie Irving, who may be the best at that. Derrick Rose will not help with spacing. LeBron James already has that issue. I, I just I don't like, and he's not a better defender than Kyrie. I just, I just They're both like bad. Him. Yeah, I just I think like Derrick Rose can be a better defender if he wanted to be. Yeah, 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 when he's when he's energized, but don't think about all the the 
controversy and all this stuff that happens with Derrick Rose as well. Like he, you know, when he wasn't getting enough playing time with the Knicks, he decided just take a leave and go home without telling anybody, <laughs> you know, like, and think about how many injuries he's, I just, I, I just don't like the move. That's, that's me personally. Okay. Well, first of all, as you started out by saying they get him at 2.1 million, that in itself is a good deal. So yes, you would, but, but well, it's hold not, on, let me finish, but, let me finish. But you're missing, okay. Oh, I'm, just, not, I'm not missing any point. I'm going to no, tell my, you why you're missing thing, the point. The only thing to that, it's not the amount of money, it's how much dedication for your team you're putting in his hands. As not a, Okay, I, I, but you know what you're forgetting right dollars? now? Okay. What you're forgetting right now is they haven't traded Kyrie yet. So A, there still remains a possibility, although everything that I've been uh, consuming in terms of listening True. to- I said if- I said if he okay. is the starter and he gets 30 minutes a game. If, and, I, and then I said separate of that, if he is just a backup to it, I think it's a good deal. Right. So then, therefore, we really can't examine the move in a vacuum right now because we just don't know the other layers. Uh, Correct. If they trade just... Kyrie and whatever pieces they bring back, he could end up – Derrick Rose could end up being a good fit there. I'm just okay. – no, still. If as long as Derrick Rose is playing thirty minutes a game alongside LeBron, I, I just don't see a good fit. I I, I, just I don't, really don't think that Derrick Rose will be playing thirty minutes, whether he is starting okay. or well, coming. Okay, well, I just from the way LeBron tweeted out with all the roses and all this <laughs> stuff, know. and and getting Derrick Rose to commit there, I have a feeling. I'm just saying, it's a gut feeling that they promised him a lot of minutes. That's all I'm saying. I think he is going there thinking he has a very big role. Yes. So, when... and that's why he took less money to do it as well. He's not going there taking two point one million dollars to be playing five to ten minutes a game off the bench. He five is going to there... ten minutes. Of course, he's not playing five to ten minutes, but he could okay, be. 15? He could be at twenty at twenty two, twenty four minutes. And he, but that would be now he's regulating himself, and then uh-huh. he thinks in his head from now on, I am a twenty minute a game player. Okay, as I was starting to say, just in terms of my initial analysis of the move to get him at 2.1 million dollars is right off the bat not a bad thing for cleveland considering that they had no ability to add players really at any other uh salary slot because they're capped out now i think that during the regular season and even in the eastern conference playoffs derrick rose will be able to have a net positive impact now the the obvious difficult positive as compared to what it's not compared to Kyrie. No, of course not. Kyrie Irving is exponentially better. So you're just, you're just saying removing Kyrie from this team and and now we're on an even plane. And now you, I don't know. It depends who they get back for Kyrie. How do you say he's a net positive? If you don't even know who's on the team, because I'm saying that whether, okay, let's say Kyrie is there and Derek Rose uh, plays 23, four minutes per game in a sure. backup role. I like that. I like yeah, that move. Exactly. Or if yeah. Kyrie is not there and they bring they're able to acquire Eric Bledsoe, which we've seen yes, could be a potential. assuming they're getting a point guard. And I'm trying to I'm trying to say that I'm assuming they're not getting a big point guard back. That's my I assumption. think they'll be getting a point guard and some sort of wing player. They're going to be What do you mean? You don't think a... Jose Calderon's their starting point guard? No, now? no, I don't. Very good joke. I think <laughs> they'll be able to get back multiple pieces I, I don't think the Cavs are dumb enough, although, you know, we've seen Dan Gilbert mm. not necessarily be uh, the smartest in, guy yeah. in yeah. basketball, that is. Uh, yeah. To expect that Derrick Rose is all of a sudden going to be this 2011 Derrick Rose, 
where you, you think that they're actually thinking that? No, I think they see the New York Knicks version. And, and actually, to be fair, Derrick Rose didn't have a bad season last year. I know. He averaged 18 points, four and a half assists, shot actually a, a pretty No, he, good... he shot a decent percentage. I really liked the way he played for that team. I really do. And I think they do think that he's good for them. I, I, and I, as I, I was saying before, yeah. I think I got interrupted. Yeah. I think that through the course of the regular season, Looking at the Eastern Conference, yes, the Celtics did get better, and I'm a big fan of that team. The uh, Raptors could, you know, they're still going to be there. The Washington Wizards are still going to be there, but the Eastern Conference is so bad that Derrick Rose, overall, if he's not playing 30 to 32 minutes per game, I think he'll be able to be a net positive for them. But still, when you look at the Cavs, of course, every move they make, for the most part, needs to have in mind. The Warriors and Derrick Rose against the Warriors most likely will not be able to have much of an impact because he, like you said, he can't shoot, doesn't really play defense. So then what's the point of having him on the team? And the answer is that the Cavs, unless they were to trade either Kevin Love or Kyrie to get other pieces to better equip themselves to face the Warriors, he's overall not addition. Okay, I'm just... I was talking, we were talking to our friend who's a Cleveland fan or a LeBron fan. I don't know if I can consider yeah, I don't even know fan. what you call it. But as I said to you before, Kyrie Irving wasn't the issue with the Cavs against the Warriors. No. I really liked the way Kyrie played against the Warriors. I thought it was impre- I really think the Warriors had trouble with him. Even when they were playing good enough defense, he, he would light them up. And his ability to hit a three when he is hitting a three changes the dynamics for that team. Like he is, he is a sensational offensive player. Can you agree with that? If I disagreed with that, I'm the biggest idiot ever. What do, what do, you, what do you want me to say? Right. So he was their second best player. I was trying to say that Kyrie Irving was never the issue with that team playing the Warriors. Him and LeBron being a one and two is great. What was the big reason that they struggled was that their number three was Kevin Love, who literally cannot stay on the court against the Warriors. And after that, it's even a bigger fall-off. That's the issue. So now getting rid of Kyrie, I don't know what they could get that'll even bring them back to a net even before he was there. And you don't have that big of a time to do all these mixing and matching because LeBron's going to get the hell out of there because he doesn't want to be there if all this weirdness is happening. Well, that I, just, actually... I, don't see a scenario, I don't see a scenario personally unless they get mellow and they get another person that makes him happy to be there, LeBron. I just don't see a situation where this is going to end well unless Kyrie stays. Yeah, and then even if he stays, who knows what sort of drama that there's going to be with him being there. There could be drama, but I I still think it would be... I think they're a better team if they have Derrick Rose backing him up on a Kyrie team and if they somehow find chemistry. Yes. I mean, Kyrie Irving against the Warriors in the finals averaged over 29 points per game. He shot over 40% from three, shot 47 or 48% from the field. His numbers, when you actually just look at the, the basic numbers, they were better than Steph, which is, um, which is pretty crazy. To, right. Because, I mean, Steph Curry, I think we all would agree, is overall a better player Correct. than Kyrie. But Kyrie was, like you said, at times a problem for the Warriors. And now... You know, it, it all depends, obviously, on what they get back for him. But uh, I, I would oh. have to agree that most likely getting rid of Kyrie and whatever they're able to get back in return 
it's going to be difficult for those pieces to be better in the short term. They're probably going to right. be a little bit better in the long term. Now you well, brought up maybe LeBron. you can't assume that either. Well, right. You just have to obviously hope that they're, well, you know, like, so for instance, one of the trades that Zach Lowe and other people have been talking about is could the sun, could the Suns send right. out Eric Bledsoe, Josh Jackson, and maybe a future first round pick because the Suns Correct. do have a couple uh, extra first round picks from Miami in the Goran Dragic deal. And you is, and I are very high on Josh Jackson in the future. We, right, we and Eric Bledsoe, although he has some knee issues and some knee history, he is represented by Rich Paul of Clutch Sports, same right. agent as LeBron. So I think if you got Eric Bledsoe and you got Josh Jackson and you got a future first-round pick, I that'd be, think— That would be a great trade for them for the future. Yes, but Eric Bledsoe is, is a good player. Here's my issue. Here's my issue. Now what you've done— is you've taken a number two guy who's really excellent, could be arguably a top 20 player in the league, arguably a top five point guard in the league. Kyrie, yes, he's top 20 and he's, yes. Right. He's not really a point guard, but yeah. Okay. The point is, is that you're taking him and you're removing him. And by bringing Eric Bledsoe is now your, I don't think he's even that much better than Kevin Love in in a vacuum in terms of impact. So uh, now I think he could. I think he could have a big impact. Potentially, but I'm just saying, I don't know. We haven't seen that yet, per, of course. Per, perhaps. So now you're just taking – now the issue that was before was that Kevin Love, this huge you know, void between him and LeBron and Kyrie, and now you're just adding another player potentially at his level and taking out Kyrie. I, I just – I don't think in a short term that trade would help anything. They still have the potential to still beat Boston and go to the finals, but they have no chance of being a Warriors team at all, if healthy, Warriors team. Um, yeah, I think maybe down the line, Josh Jackson would be good, but I just don't think LeBron stays unless they pull off another move during the offseason. I don't know. Yeah, well, you, you mentioned know. LeBron a minute ago. Just mentioned him again. That is what is is kind of crazy about this, is that you know everyone was already starting to look towards the summer of 2018 and, and – and almost trying to come up with where LeBron will go. Most people, I think, are expecting that he leaves next summer. Correct. But if Kyrie leaves, I don't know. Maybe that all of a sudden changes the nucleus uh, or, or the calculus for LeBron. I, maybe, we'll maybe. see. I, I think it could end up having an impact on LeBron's decision. Two other things about this whole Kyrie situation before we move on to some Warrior stuff. Um, Chris Haynes on Sunday of ESPN reported that under no circumstance whatsoever would LeBron James waive his no-trade clause this I, year. That makes complete sense to me. Well, it, of course. LeBron basically is, I think, one of three players in the league that has a no-trade. It's him, Carmelo, and Dirk Nowitzki. And people were starting to speculate, well, hey, right. if LeBron can opt out next summer and people are expecting that he will, the Cavs should just say, you know what? Let's just rebuild right now and trade right. LeBron. I think that that's probably well. I don't know. I mean, you, you really don't want to lose him again. And no, but you can do a sign and trade. Actually, that is a huge key piece. Yeah, I don't see LeBron really wanting to screw over Cleveland again. Um, I could see him. Well, the ori- when he left originally, technically, it was a sign and trade with the Heat. Yes. Yeah, it's true. No, he, okay. I mean, he did obviously, right. quote unquote, screw them over, but it was a sign and trade. So Cleveland did get technically um, yes some stuff back in return. And I'm actually going to go on to basketball reference. Okay. Though. Well, while you do that, I want to talk about SeatGeek here for a second. Okay. Sounds like um, a good idea. So SeatGeek, Drew, is the easiest and safest and fastest way 
to get uh, tickets to live events. Uh, with SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. And uh, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Now, for all listeners of this pod, you get $20 off your first SeatGeek per- purchase if you download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code L-O-N-B-A. That is L-O, as in locked on, N-B-A. If you do that, you'll get $20 off your first Seat Geek purchase. Drew, you and I are looking into some San Francisco Giants games soon. This, we will is, be, this is true. We will be using Seat Geek for that. I'm telling you, it is fast, it is easy, it is the safest way. Use Seat Geek. Couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, wow. Uh, have you looked up uh, Yeah, so, so real quick... Uh, Part of the, the sign-in trade that sent LeBron to Miami, the Cavs received a 2011 second-round pick. Someone was taken that I've never heard of. A 2012 second-round pick, Jay Crowder, was later selected, but he obviously never ended up playing for Cleveland. A 2013 first-round pick, Grant, who, who do you think the 2013 first-round pick became? Is that Anthony Bennett? No, no, it was Kyrie Irving. No, no, no. He was drafted. No, Kyrie was the Clippers. Kyrie was, yeah, 2011. Yeah. Nemanja Nedovic. No way. Somehow that pick ended up obviously getting traded. Yeah, but it, it, you know, the Warriors bought into the draft. I don't know exactly what the um, all the Nedovich. different levels for you, were. For all you real Warriors fans out there, you know Nedovic. You know who Nemanja Nedovic was. Um, and a 2016 first-round pick, which became, and I'm going to butcher this name, but he is in the NBA playing for the 76ers. It's the French guy, Timothy Luwawu Cabarro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the hyphen in his name. He was actually playing down uh, in Summer League. He was. Uh, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, the, the, the Cavs ended up getting back some, some draft picks. Sure. But, yes, we don't know what's going on in LeBron's mind. He's always sending out the passive-aggressive tweets on Instagram, yeah, whatever, whatever. Uh, one other last thing about this Kyrie uh, situation is Adam Silver was on the Rich Eisen show on Monday morning. And Rich Eisen asked him, hey, you know, are you excited that, you know, the NBA still seems to be a, a huge point of discussion at this point in the calendar? Because usually at this point, people are starting to get into football and focused on baseball. And, and by the way, for all of you, if you don't know, Adam Silver is the NBA commissioner. Wow, Grant is basically calling out everybody for thinking that they don't know what they're no, talking you about. No, you just assume too much, but go on. Okay, I, I, I do assume that the listeners of our podcast know who Adam Silver is. Anyway, uh, Silver said to uh, Rich Eisen, I love the interest. I'm not ecstatic about the drama. I feel bad for whatever is going on in Cleveland. And he said, I have no firsthand information but I assume where there's smoke, there's fire. Brian Windhorst has sort of been cataloging LeBron's career for a long time, and he usually has very accurate insights from that team. So Adam Silver even basically understands... He's pretty much confirming it. He's confirming it, and he's also just acknowledging that what is going on there is just kind of unlike anything we've seen. You know, it, it takes certain personalities to enable things like this to happen. And Kyrie Irving has the type of personality that has been shaped by being uh, an idol of, or idolizing Kobe Bryant, who 
has a history of wanting to be the number one guy with the whole Shaq feud. And this is kind of Kyrie Irving, I think, channeling his inner Kobe. where Co- he, Kobe's demanded trades in the past. Yes, and Kyrie has a championship. He hit the biggest shot in, in Cavs franchise history. Warriors fans, I know, it's you don't want to talk about it. But you know what, actually... It got the Warriors Kevin Durant, so you yeah. should be happy that Kyrie Irving made that shot. Final and, point. Yeah. No. Go on. Sorry. So, yeah. No, it's just this whole thing. Uh, we're going to end up talking a lot more about this, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. Although, who knows when they're going to actually finally pull the trigger and trade Kyrie. Who knows? They still maybe don't trade him, and all that, of this ends up being nothing. That's the final point, is Kobe Bryant demanded trades. He, uh, For all those of you who don't know, Kobe Bryant played his whole career at the Lakers. So, you never know. We don't know but there's a lot of speculation right now. I thought for a second there, you were literally trying to tell people who Kobe Bryant was. And then I was going to say, uh, that's super messed up. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Drew. Good decision. S- Steve Kerr speaking with Monty Poole, good yes. friend of the show. Hey, Monty. Hi, Monty. Um, Hi, Steve. Hey, Steve. Thanks for listening. So Steve uh, had a nice quote today that we enjoyed saying that he'd love to have JaVale back. And I thought that was nice to actually hear some acknowledgement <laughs> that, that JaVale McGee exists. Exists. I was just going to say that he exists in this world. Um, yeah, Steve said he would love to have him. But uh, obviously, you know, that's on the, the general manager and front office side to get that done. But uh, that was nice to hear. It's, it was a good acknowledgement. And, you know, that is Steve Kerr is somebody that he doesn't mince his words very often. And he... I think he means that when he says, I would love to have JaVale back. Um, obviously, the price tag is what all that matters right now. But, yeah. Yeah, Monty Poole spoke with Steve Kerr over the weekend. Uh, not sure when it was, but in Monty's copy, he just said that he had a phone conversation with uh, with Steve. And um, Kerr also said that if he doesn't come back, talking about JaVale, then he thinks the Warriors would be patient. They'd explore their options. But we feel great about what we have heading into the season. Basically, Steve was just echoing everything that we heard from people in Vegas, that right. uh, from Kirk Lakeup, that the Warriors are are totally fine with 14 on the roster. And Steve Kerr does have a soft spot for Javale, and in fact, yes. he acknowledged we've talked about this that um, you know he said that the moment that he remembers most from the whole championship celebration was the embrace that he had with Javale right after the Warriors won the championship because he didn't even play Javale in Game Five, and Javale was just effusive with his happiness and his praise for the for the team and everything what's effusive effusive you mean like euphoric he was effusive with his praise oh you said euphusive. i i did i pronounced it i pronounced it kind of uh i was wrong there with the pronunciation grant I, you know, you're on me I, I i like this oh i i'm on you you're the one who called me out before all right go on yeah that's true uh so yeah it, it was nice to hear steve uh kerr say that but um if JaVale comes back, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, it's going to have to be at the $2.1 million minimum. And who knows where, where he could end up because there's just not that many, uh, not that many spots out there. Can I volunteer a statement? Sure. As I said last time, do you know where the Cavs could have spent that two point one and been better? Instead of, instead of on Derrick Rose? Yep. JaVale McGee. Okay. All right. I'll say it again. Again and again, JaVale McGee. couple of other things um, in, yeah. uh, that happened uh, either over the weekend or on Monday. We are recording this on Monday night, and you are listening to this on either Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, or Tuesday night. Uh, 
Steph Curry made his acting debut. Yes. Grant, you have done some acting in your I've, life. I've dabbled in my life. How would you grade Steph Curry's performance? Did you see the episode of Ballers on HBO that Steph I, was on? I, I don't watch the show. Neither do I. I made, sure, I made sure to <laughs> at least read what Steph Curry said in his acting. So you didn't debut. even see it? I just read it. Do I have to watch it? Grant, acting is a visual thing. Uh, no, it is part of a screenplay, and I read the screenplay. And, and you... I oh right, because own... actors are really good in screenplays. Yeah, I'm, I brought my own vision to it. Well, the takeaway, since you didn't even see it, I'm going to be the one talking about it because I saw okay. it. Okay, yeah, whatever. So the main takeaway is that Steph had a you know a fake conversation with or you know in the show a conversation with the character who. Uh, is played by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. And at the end of their conversation, basically Steph is with Aisha, and they are getting onto a private jet, an Under Armour private jet, to head towards the Bahamas, but they're going to stop in Miami. And when he finishes his conversation with The Rock, he looks at Aisha and he says, you thought it was a date night. I'm trying to get you in the Mile High Club. And he points at the plane, and Aisha just laughs and says, oh, my God. So basically, Steph was um, was getting kind of naughty. Steph did get naughty. I also think I literally was able to read exactly what you just said. I don't think you brought any acting into that moment right there. But thank you for that. No, but you didn't see it. So I have a better idea of, of, oh, of how okay. it, the cinematography. Oh, right, right, right. I know you're a big uh, cinematography guy. Yeah. yeah. Let me guess. Your favorite part of the whole scene was the way the key grip, you know, set the scene. Wow. So you're, you're trying to drop some term yeah. that I'm yeah. not supposed to know. Yeah. yeah. You know what the key grip, grip does? No, and I don't care, so you don't even have to tell me. <laughs> okay. Well, the point is, I, I like I like kind of you know risque stuff, and then <laughs> hi, and then him making fun of uh, Clay Thompson, China Clay today. Yes, uh, mocking him was really funny. If you haven't seen the clip, uh, Drew, where can you find it? You can find it on NBCSportsBayArea.com. I uh, I posted was- an article to that website. It was quite funny. Yes. Uh, Steph, Steph's feeling good. I'll tell you what, every player in their own way is having a, a good offseason uh, in terms of social media and presence out there. Draymond's yeah. been hilarious. KD's getting on the Twitter sphere, sending out some good stuff. Steph is just all over the place and mentioning the Mile High Club with his wife. <laughs> and then the China Clay will go down in history as one of the greater moments in human history. Of course. And on uh, Sunday... Yeah. Steph was watching the Open Championship, and he was tweeting out yes. a bunch when Jordan Spieth was going crazy. Andre Iguodala, Iguodala as well. He was getting right. into the mix. Steph, you know, we you, you talked about making fun of China Clay. He basically pretended to do the one eighty dunk and just totally fell to the ground. And exactly. everyone Ooh, was laughing. It was funny. You mentioned Kevin Durant on Twitter. He got into it on Monday with somebody who tweeted at him that his dog or her dog like left him, and then Katie responded. Uh, with something that's kind of inappropriate, but basically he said, uh, you must be a real piece of beep emoji if your dog chose to sleep on the streets than in your house. Mm. And I, if I were you, I'd go to Kevin Durant's Twitter and check out all of the stuff he's been tweeting. And then you, lastly, Grant, you mentioned Draymond Green. There was a report on Monday that said that on Tuesday there's going to be another lawsuit filed against Draymond for the incident at the bar in, in East Michigan Lansing, State. Michigan, Man. last summer. So it's the same 
uh, subjects, same defendants, we believe, who are filing some sort of lawsuit. So if that news comes out officially on Tuesday, you better believe that you and I will be talking about that on Tuesday night for a that's pod the, on Wednesday morning. That's where you slap the guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I know it's like, it's, it's still, it's like, you know, it's a big, it's a big deal. I'm not trying to, you know, diminish it, but come it's on. still funny. It's still kind of funny. It's still kind of funny. Like you and I have been slapped at some point in our lives, you know? I got punched in the side of the head when I was standing there in my freshman you year of college did. doing nothing. You did. You got socked. I got socked and then somebody yelled out, screw you, Schiller, and ran. I don't think it was screw you. I know. It's a family show here on the pod. Yeah, it's a family show, even though you said teats earlier. All right, everybody. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good way to end uh, it. Thank you. Uh, thank you to SeatGeek uh, for sponsoring today's episode. And uh, we will be hopefully talking to you soon about some crazy stuff happening in the NBA. Yeah, really, the news is going to dictate the frequency of these pods, but hopefully we're back with you on Wednesday. If not, I would probably bank on Thursday morning, but uh, thank you in for the meantime, joining us. Yeah, in the meantime, tweet at us, and uh, we'll answer your questions on the pod. And thank you so much. Sounds good. Bye. Okay, bye. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.